Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back, so you can create and live your most radiant life. I'm so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here listening today. I just got off of an epic interview with Jordan Gomez. She also goes by Jago and she is a health and confidence coach. You guys, she is like the confidence queen and truly owning feeling good in your body and feeling good naked. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story and her message. Today's episode, we dive deep. We both share our stories on overcoming negative body image and how we both cultivated self-love and confidence with ourselves and our bodies and sharing tips and tricks of things that we did to help you on your self-love and confidence journey. Let's be real. Confidence is a huge key in life. When you feel confident in yourself, you show up confidently in every area of your life, whether it's your career, your relationships, everything. And you are so worthy and deserving of loving yourself, loving your body, and being confident in who you truly are and everything you have. So So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a friend here sharing her story, Jordan Gomez. She goes by Jago and she is a health and confidence coach. She's also a speaker, a podcaster, and she's the founder of the body confident blueprint. She, you guys is the confidence queen and owning feeling good naked. And I am so excited to have you here to share all of your confidence and insights and stories. So welcome Jago. Ah, thanks for having me, Tatiana. Ah, so glad to be here. I am so excited. So Jago and I met, wait, where, when did we meet? What, was that in 2019? Yeah. I'm trying to think about that. Cause I think that was like when you officially met, we'd kind of like followed and known each other before. It's so funny social media relationships. Cause I know I'm like, we're like friends, but not really, but we have like the same friends. So I feel like you're my friend. It's kind of like, I know, I don't know if you had this with like poking on Facebook was the thing. It was like, I know it's like more flirty, but it's like, we were liking each other's photos for a while, but we didn't really know each other yet. And it was 2019. I think when we did, yeah. That masterclass mastermind together. together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you were friends with like Courtney and Olivia Ostrom, right? Yep, yeah. Yep. And so I, I was, I was friends with them. And then, yeah, I, I, you know, you see people and yes, you get the you vibe. Know, you're, like, like, you're like, I feel like we would be good friends. And it was yeah. true. <laughs> well, I love it. So that's how we met. So I want to share a little bit about like who you are, what you do and how you got there. And then we'll just dive in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who am I? I love this question because it's constantly changing. I feel like we've had a conversation recently about how we're continuing to expand, but, um, I am like health and confidence coach, like where that kind of came from was as a kid, you know, I grew up, you know, I, before I felt like I was like really, really comfortable and confident. I have this thing called y'all don't know. You can't see your own podcast, but it's called vitiligo. So I had white spots all over my skin, on my face, my neck. That's what Michael Jackson had in case you want to Google it. But with vitiligo, um, braces, glasses, just a lot of things that, you know, bullies would come out for. And when I was younger, I didn't really think about it, but then people started to, you know, say things and be mean. And so I always felt like I, wasn't quite enough. Like I wasn't the right size. I'm, I'm taller for a girl. And I really struggled with that for a really long time. And I tried to find my self-worth through, um, my size for so long. And I recognized finally getting into the fitness industry. I was trying to fit into something that was created for me to essentially fail and feel guilty about in this like diet industry driven type situation. And so I started to shift in the way that I was thinking. And I started to go into the gym and instead of thinking, Oh, this is how much I want to lose when I go into the gym and I want to lose and I want to get smaller. It was like, I want to get stronger. I want to leave empowered. And like Mm. that shift in mindset completely changed how I approached 
everything in my life. Like when I walked into a room, I no longer was trying to be small and go unnoticed. I was trying to, you know, bring and set the temperature for the room, you know, set and show up truly who I am unapologetically. And it really shifted who I am. And I started to help other women do the same. I'm very passionate about it. And I've been doing it for, let's see, I've been in the fitness industry for over a decade. I've been online fully for about five years now. So wow. Cause you were doing in person a little bit, right? In the yeah. Oh man. So <laughs> being in the fitness industry in the gym is a whole different beast from online. Let me tell you. Oh like, you know. yeah. I did personal training. I think it was for a year. And then I did orange theory for almost another year. Oh my gosh. Court did orange theory too. Yeah. So I, you know, I started in the group fitness industry and I loved it and I loved how people felt after it. I shifted into knowing I wanted to have that direct impact. So I basically did a long story short. I went to Australia for a internship with special Olympics. I loved it, but I didn't like the office experience. So Mm. Australia was awesome. I was training some people still. And I came back and was like, I'm going to be a trainer. So I wanted to make that direct impact. I started doing it, but I started to realize that the amount of time that I was supporting them in the gym wasn't necessarily as impactful I was as I would have liked. I felt like instead of being a support for them, I was being more of a crutch because if I wasn't there, they wouldn't come to the gym or, and it, I didn't want that to be the case. Cause you know, it's expensive to hire a trainer. Yeah. So I knew I wanted to shift into more of a total holistic lifestyle style approach to my coaching. And so that's when I started to take a, a different approach. When I wanted to take a nutritional approach without it being a diet, I wanted to help them in a longer way. And that's where online coaching came to fruition. And so the crazy thing is though, I was working in the gym at the time and talk about like feeling like you need to take a step. Sometimes when you ask the universe, like, Hey, I feel like I need to step away from this and start my own business. Like I was very tiptoeing about it. And me and my husband at the time, he was just my boyfriend. So I wanted to go across the country with him and camp across the country. I was very excited about it. And I told my boss, my gym manager at the time, Hey, I want to go do this. And he basically said, you can't go because you're bringing this amount of money in monthly for the gym. And if you don't train these people, we won't hit that number. I'm like, so I'm being punished for being good at my job. And it felt very ridiculous. So I, I, my response was I'm still going on this trip. I had already talked to my clients about it. You know, all, they were all very supportive of it. And I said, I'm going on this trip. Am I going to have a job when I get back? And he replied, no, you won't. Oh and my God. So I leave for this trip. I'm going on a vacation with my, with my boyfriend with zero plan. I was like, okay, I have no job now. I'm just going out and driving in the middle of nowhere. And there was a lot of soul searching in that moment. I and I realized that I wanted to do more. And this was just kind of the door I needed slammed in my face. Like I could have worked there a few more years, but I needed to take that big, scary step. And long story short, I took the leap. It was a very good decision. And I actually am living right near the gym that I used to work out and it closed down, (laughs) which is sad, but it's crazy because it's like, if I had stuck with them for those amount of years, I still would have ended up without a job. So Mm. not take the leap, you know? Yeah. Like full circle. And I think it's, I relate, obviously it's a little different, but like we sometimes need those nudges, those pushes, like for us to actually step into who we're meant to be and do like, I remember my when I was in corporate America, like my boss would like, I I just was not happy. And they were complaining that I was leaving at four. One person was when I was coming in at seven 30, when everybody else would come in at nine Mm. and it was like, that was it. That was like my straw. I'm like, why am I still here? Like, yeah, you don't appreciate me. Like it just felt restricted. And so sometimes you need those nudges to then do what you need to do. Exactly. so I'm glad that you did that in person's fun. I love the energy, but it's a lot. You're right. It I is feel a lot. You. Yeah. Um, no. It's funny. Cause when you were saying earlier, like trying to be like so small and I feel like that was like a, the trend mm-hmm. us growing up like nineties babies, which if you're like, what, I don't even know what the generation is that's doing TikTok. That's bringing the low rise pant back, back by no, the way. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, you guys, th- there can't. was a reason why we starved ourselves and we were traumatized because we thought we had to be stick figures to wear yes. pants that were like right above our crotch. <laughs> like- it's crazy. And looking back, I've been seeing a lot of that. And I am, I am, there's like a, a, what if, oh my gosh, this better not come back thing. I'm starting to see these trends return. And I'm like, it needs to stop. Like it shouldn't go back to this like crazy restrictive, small type body figure because it needs to allow to have like multiple things. And 
I didn't realize how much it affected me until I started to look back at different instances where I'm like, oh, that wasn't healthy. Oh, you had disordered eating. Like when you're like, no, this was normal. Or you would think like there were these like plus size actresses and they showed, you would look at them later and you're like, they were like a size 12. Like, what are you talking about? What's plus size? That's curvy. Oh my gosh. It's Oh. I agree. I really hope we're not going back into that trend because mm-hmm. like I see certain people like on, you know, TikTok and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is, this is like going down that slippery sco- sco- slope again with, with, and it comes with clothes. I, yep. At least I felt like that. And it was funny. Cause I was actually just cleaning out my closet and I found, what are they called? Clap clappers, clippers. I don't even know. Butterfly like, clips, clips. No, um, what you like pinch your fat to measure your body calipers oh Mm -hmm. calipers yeah Mm -hmm. and I found that and I was like oh my goodness I mean yes I did a bodybuilding show so like I mean even so I had I bought those before I even had a thought of doing bodybuilding Mm -hmm. like I bought those to be like let's lose some weight and I wanted to be the skinniest I ever wanted to be and like you would pinch I remember pinching my fat on my stomach and on my arms and it would say I was overweight because like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I had muscle. I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how to use it. Like and it's like our skin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. When someone's like, I always say, you mean your skin, right? Like yeah. we, you can't be sick. So like, I totally yeah. relate that trying to be the smallest and yeah. really it suppresses our personalities. Cause you have a really bold personality mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it really did. It made me for years. I don't know. We kind of talked about how we're on the similar page on this. Like I was just felt like I was just trying to not rock the boat. I was always trying to fit in and wear, do what other people were doing and wear what they were wearing. And like, the thing about that is uh, you're still comparing yourself and you're like, wait, but I'm bigger than that girl or whatever. And you're, you're people make comments about it and it just really throws you. And you said it really does start with clothes. You're right. Because it, it, it starts with this clothes and these trends. And that's the issue that I find is like so many women that come to me, they're looking to feel confident, but they're also holding on to these like double zero jeans or whatever. I don't care mm-hmm. about the number, but they're holding on to something of like who they used to be a size that they used to be. And they're not actually just yeah. being in the present of where they're at. Like how many, I know you probably too in the listeners, like how many times you have shorts or, or jeans from fucking high school. And you're like, I'm going to keep these because I'm going to fit back into them one day when like, I'm sorry, we were children when you're in high school, like yep. we have no curves. Like <laughs> exactly that shit got to me. And actually one of my good friends, she went through my BCB program, uh, Erica Taylor. We've talked about this cause she's a stylist and she goes in and helps people with their closets. And I audit, I help people audit their lives. And, um, the idea of holding on to that, if you look into your closet and you're walking through clothes and you're just looking at like where you feel like you don't measure up, like, Oh, this doesn't fit me anymore. Mm. This doesn't fit me. And so you're not being empowered by what you're wearing. You're literally being disempowered and putting yourself down before you even get dressed in the morning. So it's not really starting your day off really well with confidence, you know? And so my most recent, my most recent move, I literally got rid of so many clothes, so much so that I have less clothes than my husband now. Wow. I was just like, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to his mom still buys him clothes. I was like, I'm not going to hold on to these things. And it's just so ridiculous. And like, maybe I should have held onto the low rise stuff because now it's coming back. Not really, but, um, it's, it's an, no, I still process. I'm not going back to low rise. I'm staying high rise. Like I, high rise is just, I feel good. I feel confident in them. Yes. But I, I think it's so true. Like, and it also has energy behind it too. Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel good and then like, why are you going to keep that around just so you can beat yourself up that you're not the size you used to be? Like yeah. our bodies change. Like I actually was having a conversation with a friend the other day, the last like few years, my body has shifted a lot. Even yep. since like, I mean, what how old am I? 27. Mm-hmm. I'm different than 24 me. I and mean, that's when I was like healthy already. And yep. I'm gaining a little bit more curves and like just a wider like yeah. physique and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like our bodies change and that's okay. And our bodies aren't meant to fit clothes. Clothes are meant to fit our bodies. Yes. And obviously in a healthy way, right? Yes. Like, like I'm all for like, feel good in your body, like mm-hmm. movement. And like, I know this is like a little controversial, but I like, don't stand. I personally don't stand by the women who are doing it, but then they're eating unhealthy and not feeling their bodies. Yeah. Good foods. Like there's a difference. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that it goes back to like health looks different on everyone. I truly believe that like 
your version of healthy, it might even look different chapter to chapter. I actually just yeah. had an interview with Olivia actually was on my podcast and she, we were talking about how during pregnancy, you know, she didn't have her appetite and she was really struggling. So like if she was craving pizza, she would eat that in that moment. And like, she needed the nourishment, like it's, yeah. it's not bad. And in that moment, like that's, that is her healthy and in your body changing, that is your version of healthy. And so you don't know health based on size. I did, you know, when I worked in a gym, I don't know if y'all had this when you were working in like the fitness industry in that way, but like you would get on a, it would tell you your like body fat percentage and all of those things. And so yes, those fun things. So yeah, all the numbers, it was was nice because it did help people see the difference between like when they did start to gain lean muscle mass, that that number on the scale can be really deceiving and you should no longer try and seek it. But it was also interesting to see. I had a lot of clients who were, you know, a lot of people would look at them and be like, they're the, the typical, like acceptable skinnier size person. And they would get on the scale and they were actually, um, their body fat was higher. It was in an unhealthy range that could actually hurt them because of their diet, because of the way that they were eating. And it's so ridiculous because that person's not going to get chastised in a grocery store where I have another client who's literally pushing around her grocery store, minding her own damn business. And people will literally point her, point at her cart and try and say some shit about her. Or, and, and I'm like, you have no idea what this person is going through. You cannot take one look at someone and assume, you know, their entire health background. And that is the stuff that makes me crazy. And that's the stuff I'm trying to change in the industry. And it's why I, love I haven't it. fully turned away from it because I know that it's so needed here. It is. Know? And it's not always like has to do with nutrition and workouts. Like there can be underlying health factors or, yeah. or other, I remember, um, I forget the name. He was, I think it was two chains old manager. Like he, my sister met him and he, he's sharing his story. Like mm-hmm. his body was genuinely like unable to release weight. Like there was something deeper into it. He was doing all the workouts, doing all the nutrition but he was overweight. Right. And so, like yeah. you said, like there's more into it and stop judging. Cause the skinniest people out there probably are eating one meal a day and that's yeah. not healthy. No, I've been smaller than I am now. And I was unhealthier when I was in that smaller body. So to try and tell someone that to be smaller is to be healthier is not taking a full holistic approach to yeah. the actual human being, mm-hmm. not just trying to get to a number and chasing a number. Cause you can chase that smaller number and then feel like complete crap, have zero energy, throw off your hormones, really throw it, like get sick, yeah. get hospitalized. There's so many things that can happen. And so for people to put, to assume that I'm just really hoping we, we shift the message and I've been seeing it shift, you know, in the body positive movement. And I still want there to be health to be a factor. Like you said, I think that's very important, but I'm, I'm worried with the way social media is shifting. I'm like, I don't want it to shift back to where we're, we're putting ourselves down again, or young girls getting surgeries and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it, no, it, I a thousand percent agree with you. And like, yes, I'm all for body positivity and I'm all for health. Like and making sure you're actually fueling yourself with like good quality foods and products, things that I was so unaware about, even when I was in the fitness industry, Yeah, because I was just I don't even know. I was still like not fully focused. Oh yeah. You think about all the supplements that were like the health, the health gurus are sharing. You're like these literally the supplement y'all got to be careful about nutrition. If y'all are looking at supplements, it's one of the least regulated things out there. Like it's not a very few things are FDA approved before it can be on the shelf. They basically put it on the shelf and then they take it off once something happens, which is the opposite of like anything else that makes sense, but that's the way it is right now. And no, it's so crazy. And that's actually, that's like the phase I'm in right now. So like I went through a lot like macro tracking and like mm-hmm. if it fits my macros great and like this has zero calories great but then it's like well what what then what's in it if it's mm-hmm. making it zero calories yeah. right so I'm in the phase now where it's more of like quality and nourishment mm-hmm. and like learning what the hell I'm putting into my body like what are these actual ingredients that are supplementing the calories right yep. absolutely and it's a huge shift. It's good though, that you're getting to that point. And I feel that too. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> it has been. I know some of the things I used to eat. I'm like, Oh man, no wonder I was bloated because this was an inflammatory food with like yeah. all of these gums and chemicals and Oh man. Um, so did you have like, I know you said like you had kind of a moment of, I don't need to be small, like whatnot. Mm-hmm. Did you have like a specific moment or did you ever have a moment where you were like, holy shit. Like I did it. Like I feel amazing in my skin. Like whether it was a turning point to do that or a turning Mm. point that like made you realize how far you had come. Oh, I love this question. You know, if you had asked me this question a couple of days ago, I would have been like, I don't really know a moment, but I will tell you, I had this really cool moment 
with myself a couple days ago, actually, I'm doing this, um, I'm doing this challenge right now called feel good naked. So I know you said you're 27, right? Yeah. I feel like you told- okay. Yeah. So I'm 29 and on May 22nd. So in, in literally in a month of when this podcast being recorded less than a month, I'm turning 30 and there's like all this, like thing about that. And I just grew up with a lot of women who, you know, when you're a mom and when you're older and when you're doing these things, you're just constantly braiding your body, separating mm. yourself, trying to conform your body into societal standards and just putting yourself down. And so I am making this oath with myself of like, I am entering this decade with, you know, zero, self-conscious bullshit that's holding me back. So I decided this challenge called feel good naked 30 day challenge. And basically I'm challenging myself things that I have done, but maybe I need to be more intentional about. And then I also have something called a birthday suit bucket list where during my 30th year, I'm going to be doing things that are like way outside my comfort zone. I love it. (laughs) So starting with the challenge, basically, um, this most recent moment I had, I was having the challenge of you are facing yourself in the mirror and you're reading affirmations out loud to yourself Mm. and no music, no nothing. And you're butt ass naked. Okay. Now I've done dancing naked. I've I'm y'all I've been the naked coach. I've been yoga, all the things, but I grew up like super, super outgoing and extroverted because I wanted to distract myself from my own inner mean girl thoughts for mm. years. And so I'm facing myself in the mirror a couple of days ago and I'm saying these things and then I just start to do some breathing and then I break down and I just start sobbing because I'm realizing like looking at myself like, wow, like you've gotten us through your hardest days, body. Like you have worked so hard and I have been so mean to you for so many years and I'm sorry. And you didn't deserve that. And I am so proud that we've gotten as far as we've gone. And just like, it was the weirdest conversation because I was butt ass naked, but it was really, really healing for me. And I think that was a moment for me where I'm just like, wow, I'm not going back. This is a new chapter. There've been other moments along the way, but that one just hit me recently and I'm ready to go into this next decade for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I got goosebumps in that. Cause that is so true. Like that's actually a ex- Okay, I hope we don't. We have some thunder going on right now. We're probably I can't hear about, anything. okay. Cool. We're about to have a probably storm. If it gets louder, forgive me, Yay, you guys. Florida. Yeah, Florida thunder. Um, that's actually an exercise I have some of my clients do. The mirror work, like stand in front of the mirror after the shower, naked, and like say affirmations, and then observe what comes up: memories, mean comments, because that's opportunities for you to heal that. Right? Like, yeah, you're your worst inner critic. And it's it's like learning to love ourselves in our raw flesh because like Mm. our bodies are just like our, um, our vehicle of being here in the world. Like it's not your soul. It's not who you are. Right. But like Mm. we beat ourselves up and then that impacts us. So I I love that you did that. That's such a powerful moment. I've done that. Like if you cry, like you guys, if you're (laughs) listening to this, do this, it's really healing, especially body image. Cause it really helped me too. And you may cry, you may feel awkward. But if you do this every single day, you're going to cultivate so much love for yourself and it's it's going to improve every area of your life because then you can confidently show up, you know, in clothes with workers, like with your partner, like so many women, like feel uncomfortable getting naked, having sex with their partner. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. With a lot of my clients and it's something where I, I, you know, I got to this point, y'all I'm telling this, this happened a couple of days ago. So the healing process takes time. And I think starting with, you know, finding gratitude is what a lot of people talk about finding gratitude and loving yourself and finding this level of like acceptance of like everything your body does for you. Mm -hmm. But there's so much power in facing that darkness too. Yeah. Like you said of the mirror work, the shadow work of looking into like the thoughts that you have had and where they're coming from and what things have come up for you. And that's been probably one of the most pivotal areas of my healing. And it's been really, really amazing. And so if you're wanting to do this and you're like, wow, I do feel really disconnected from my body. Like you don't have to start with that first thing, like just start small, (laughs) just be naked right now. No, you don't have to. I always say, just start with something that, you know, is a small stretch for you. So if you 
if you're constantly like I was, you know, 10 years ago, always had music on, always distracted, always trying to hang out with people, try and have some dates by yourself where you start to do things by yourself and show yourself. Mm. Start to go on a walk by yourself or with your dog or whatever, and not have music blaring and just kind of listen to the the nature. Maybe instead of doing naked yoga, like I do, you can do um, some sort of workout or exercise where you're just wearing a sports bra and shorts, or maybe just a little bit more revealing than you normally would. You don't have to go out in public, but just just so you can see your body. And when you see it shifting your mindset and basically stopping the the thought of it being like, Oh, I'm, I hate my thighs or we're putting ourselves down and say, wow, look how strong my legs are right now. Mm -hmm. And that is like a really good stepping stone to get to crying in front of the mirror in front of yourself. naked. (laughs) Yeah. Reframing it. That's what I did when I changed my, like had to like reprogram my negative self-talk. Right. And it's like, every time that thought might come up, don't beat yourself up for it. Mm -mm. Just shift it. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah. And a big thing like that really helped me was when these thoughts came up with whatever it is I was doing. Also asking me like, where did this come from? Who put this in my head? Mm -hmm. This other expectation or this thought, was it, you know, a bully? Was it society models, magazines, whatever I read? Like, and just be aware, like, is this even something that serves you? Like, is this even your belief about yourself? Because that can help you be more loving. Cause it's like, I didn't, I didn't come up with this. Right. Someone else did. Yeah. Is this even true? Or is this a lie that I'm believing because I was told it by someone long ago yeah. or recently even. And I think that that's a really powerful point that you made. Yeah. It's so powerful. So there's this thought that keeps the question that keeps coming up in my head. Cause like, we're talking about how like you, you own confidence and like you really help women build that confidence with themselves and their bodies and in their life what is your definition or view of confidence? Mm, I love this. Confidence looks different on everyone. And I think that's an important thing to remember. I had a really great conversation with another BCB alum who is actually my podcast manager now. And we were talking about just our differences because we were talking about modesty in America and or in the world and the idea of it and how she thought like when she was joining BCB that it was like, okay, well, I guess I have to wear a crop top or I have to do this mm-hmm. in order to show that I'm confident. And that's just not true. I just was told one day that like I was too big to wear a crop top. And so I vowed that I was going to always show in a crop top. Like I'm going to be pregnant in a crop top. I'm full <laughs> Rihanna. I'm going to be Rihanna through that pregnancy. I love it. Breakup. So I think that it's important to define like, what does confidence mean to you? So when you think of confidence, like, what does that look like? And it's going to look different for everyone. And I also want you to question that again. Why do I think that confidence looks Mm. like this or beauty looks like this? Because sometimes our view of what something is, is wrapped up in what we were told or taught that it was. So if we think our confidence is like, no offense to my blonde girls, because my bestie's a blonde, but a stereotypical blonde, white, thin size, gender, like person, like, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the case, but it's just something that we've been told. So we're just putting this standard that was set for us by society. And we're just comparing how far am I away from that standard? Break that shit up and set your standard of what your confidence is. And so by starting to do that, I think that that's really healing of like, what does that look like for you? And then start small with it. I think a lot of times people are thinking, oh, I, I can't do that yet. I'm not confident or I want to wear this when I feel confident or when I hit this number on the scale or when I do this. And I'm like, first of all, life is short. I've dealt with a lot of loss recently. So it's been very blaring that life is short. So do not wait until blank to actually show up and start living for yourself. I want you to really recognize that if you're listening to this and you're like, I just struggle, I don't feel confident all the time, just start small, like to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. How can you show up for that person today? Just Mm -hmm. a little bit. And if you do that a little bit more, you can show yourself, hey, that's me. It's right there, right inside of me. And then you'll start to realize that it's showing up more and more. And then you start to realize, wait, it was within me all along. Yeah. It's just like the answers are always within us. It's just- absolutely. Honestly, I feel like life is just unlearning what we were told as we were growing up, <laughs> right? Like just re- remove, yeah, a lot of unlearning. And I love that because everyone, you're right, has a different definition of confidence of what that looks like and feels like for them. And I remember I had a client once, you know, she's like, I just want to be confident. And that was her, her affirmation was I am yep. confident, but it wasn't landing and it didn't mm. feel right. And I was like, okay, well, let's break it down and let's define it. So for her, confident was being her true authentic self and not worrying about what others have to say about her. And I was like, cool, that's your new affirmation. 
I love that. That's the definition for you. Ooh, let's hit on that real quick. Cause I'm sure we got some affirmation baddies in here that love them. Some yeah. affirmations. The fact that you broke that down, shows that you're an amazing coach, which I already knew that, but I think <laughs> a lot of people will take affirmations that they see, or they read, or they have on Pinterest or they have saved and they just like start reading them. But their inner mean girl is what I like to call it. Or that, like <laughs> that saboteur inside of you yeah. is shutting that down. As soon as you even finish the sentence, like I'm confident. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're, not. you're not showing up confidently. You're, you're scared. And so it's like, it, it doesn't actually land because you're not allowing it. So having the ability to you can get to that confidence, but like you said, find the why, like, what is it that you actually want? Because you might be saying this just because you think that you should say it. Mm -hmm. I love that you broke down that way. I also like having something called bridge affirmations. So basically what's something that you feel right now, or that is like transitional towards going towards that confidence. So if you know that you are working towards confidence, you can say, I'm working towards confidence. I'm stepping into a more confident self every single day. You know, I am, I am a great friend. I am humble, like things that you know you are right now, and then have a transitional statement to get you where you know you're capable of going. But it just helps it hit and really resonate with you. So that's a yeah. great point. I love that you said that. Thank you. No, I, yeah, like you said too, like that believability. I tell my clients too, it's like, well, if you're not there yet, you don't need your like mind to just shut it off. How can you word it in a way that feels better? Like, like you said, I'm working yep. towards or I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. And it's so different. And then you believe it more and it feels better. It just, it feels good. Like, right. Like if I just said, I'm a millionaire, like my, my mind's like, no, you aren't girl, <laughs> but I'm becoming the fucking it. Like, you know what I yes, mean? And it's like, I absolutely. And then start to, the other thing I would say with that is like, have that transitional statement, start to let it hit and then start to prove yourself every day a little bit more. So the importance of actually like journaling and writing down the progress and celebrating it instead of waiting until you feel like you've hit this end goal, yeah. celebrate when you wore the shorts, celebrate when you, you know, said yes to the date or said no to something else in order to step into something you really wanted. And so those wins are just as important as the big wind win at the end of the day. Cause the truth is it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Yes. I know. I love it. I literally posted on my story the other day. Like we have to celebrate ourselves. We're constantly focusing on like, uh, here's my goal, but here's where I'm at. Like, and this is how much I have left to do. Yep. And so we're focusing on the deficit and the lack versus turning around and being like, wait, but how much did I just fucking overcome and accomplish celebrate that? Because that's going to build. it's a snowball effect. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's so true. You just, what? I can't hear anything. No, I was going to say it's getting so dark in here. It's like <laughs> the thunder. I was like, All the lights coming my way. It might glitch a little bit, um, oh, no. but it, it's so true. Like it's, it's just that believability for yourself and mm-hmm. it, what's the point of put beating yourself up. Right. And so I love the affirmations and allowing yourself to word it in a way that feels it. Um, and this little side note here, guys, I actually, I'm sh- sharing it next week so I can share it now, but I actually created an affirmation freebie like there's like 121 affirmations and they're literally just ideas to give you to write to your affirmation list. And I even explain like how to actually use affirmations that work. Because when I first started saying them, like you said, I started saying like, I'm confident I am this. And I didn't feel it. It was like a bullshit mm-hmm. meter. Right. Mm-hmm. So I explained like, you know, break it down kind of like what we just said and feel into it. So if you want to grab that, I'll make sure I'll put the Yes. The link um, below because I, I love affirmations and I think they're a great tool when used properly. Mm-hmm. Because if not, then it may, if you don't use it properly, it can make you feel like, oh, I'm not here yet. You know what I mean? Yep. You're just focused on how f- far you feel like you are away from the mark instead of actually focusing where you're at. Yeah. No, I love that. Oh, I love it. I love it. And I love that you're helping women like break that down. I think it's huge. Like without confidence, then we're not really showing up in other areas of our lives, right? Like our careers, our relationships. Um, that's like what started my journey. Once I started feeling good and confident in my body, Mm -hmm. then I felt confident and like empowered enough to quit my job and start my business. Right. Like it's a great foundation. Does that, did you feel like that was like, yeah, it impacts everything. I think that a lot of times lack of confidence within ourselves is holding us back from so many other areas. Like it's keeping us, you know, we're keeping walls up. So maybe we're not connecting with people as much as we should, whether that's intimate relationships or just friendships. Um, we're feeling just so disconnected from ourselves and from our bodies that we're, we're seeking that connection from external vices. So you see people that are like shopaholics and just completely buying everything they can on Amazon because at night they're struggling with themselves or, you know, they're constantly having to have 
have Netflix on in the background or whatever. And it's just all of that is just distraction from ourselves. And it's really something I had to realize was, no, you need to face yourself because you're going to be with you every single day. Like you need to recognize that and celebrate you. And the sad truth is studies show that 91% of women are unhappy in their bodies. 91%. A huge number. Wow. That's so sad. That's wild. I mean, that's wild to think about. And, you know, men deal with this too. So I don't want to leave them behind, but I'm going to focus on women here today. And the the fact that like, it's not just that we, it's coming from all factors. It's society coming in and telling us we're wrong, Mm -hmm. whichever way we go, we're too skinny. We're too fat. We're too this, we're too that. And it's also like a generational thing too. I don't know if you experienced this, but like growing up be- being told like your worth is in your size, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I grew up in a big Hispanic family and let's just say they, they did not hold anything back. You have thick skin, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like they would like one moment it was like, Oh, like Again, I'm trying, I'm thinking of it in Spanish. I'm trying to like translate it in my mind right now. Like, oh, you're very blunt. You're a little chubby. Like maybe you should like, you know, slow down on eating. And then the next time they would see me like, oh my God, you're so skinny. You eat a burger and put some meat on your bones. Like I could never be good enough. Like there's always a comment. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth is though, that I finally learned. And so another aha moment for me was that there was always going to be a comment because I got to a point where I was accepting my body And I was feeling confident and I was celebrating that. And then I got told that I was like, so I had been told for so long in the fitness industry, it was like, oh, well, you don't look like you're in shape. You don't have a six pack, this, that, and the other. And then when I'm like, okay, I'm embracing my body. It's like, oh my gosh, who do you think you are? You're not this size. You're not a plus size. So it's like, I felt like I couldn't belong any way I turned and it was the worst feeling. And so I was like, you know what? fuck this. I'm not going to try and please anyone anymore. I need to focus on what makes me happy. What's the best thing for me. And when I started doing that, I allowed other people to do that as well around me. And it's such a beautiful thing. Even my relationship with like my mom, the more that I started to set boundaries and like connect with her in a new way and be like, Hey, this is my experience. So these are the comments that don't work for me, blah, blah, blah. She has shifted how she speaks about her body and she's more aware of it. And it's really, really cool to see. And that's the thing It goes both ways, whether it's future generations or past generations, like everyone's projecting shit onto everyone else. And once you just realize that it just slides off so much easier. And that's how I've lived. And I feel so much like that was the weight that I truly needed to lose. Like fuck the scale weight. I needed to release the weight of other people's opinions. Ooh, that's fucking powerful. And I love that because like my old coach used to say, we change the world by first changing ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and same thing with my parents. Like when I started doing things differently and questioning and speaking differently, like now they do the same for themselves. And like, it just takes, you know, it just takes you and you want to do one. it for you. And I heard a quote the other day. It's like, there's not one single person or two people at the same time that are going to have the same perception or view of you. Every mm-hmm. single person that meets you is going to have a completely different view and opinion of you. So it's like the only opinion that matters is yours. So true. And a lot of people are holding on to a past view or opinion of you. That's another thing I think you have to learn too. I know around like the holidays or when you're going back and visiting family or people that just used to know you in a different life or perception and you're changing you're like, oh my gosh, like I feel amazing. I've changed. Like I feel better. I feel confident. And then you get back in the environment and it all bubbles back up again. Right. And it all brings back up. And it's because these people are again, projecting that shit onto you. And so you need to keep getting grounded in, in who you are and knowing like, you know what, that might be their perception, but that does not mean that it is true. Yeah. That is so important to be able to differentiate between the two. No, it's so true. And like, it could just be a past version of you. Like when I go home for the holidays, like I have family members that still tease me. They're like, you didn't bring your meal prep or your scale for like when I was doing that. And I'm like, I haven't been doing that in like four years. Like, do, do you see me right now for me? Or are you only seeing the past version of me? And like, it's now easier to just shrug it off knowing that like, it's just, has nothing to really do with me. Yep. And it, but it's so true. Really. Some people just see that perception of you. Um, you're learning to like detach from it because it, only your opinion really is the one that matters. Yeah, exactly. And so I just had to, there's a helicopter above me. <laughs> so, 
No, you're good. I We're can't hear it. We're having all of the elements out right here. Like it is, I don't think I've ever seen as big of raindrops as I have right now. Like it is as down. big as your head. Yeah. Like they're huge. Like, oh man. So just, oh my gosh, this is here. great. Um, but what I realized was I, I needed to stay connected to myself. And a lot of times when I was feeling the most, just the worst mentally, the worst physically, the worst emotionally, just terrible confidence. It was typically because I was outside of my body. You know, I was over consuming on social media. I was scrolling more. I was on the screens more. I was, you know, comparing myself more. I wasn't creating, I wasn't being out in nature. I wasn't, you know, connecting with myself. So actually do the things that, that you love, that make you happy. And that is going to really help you continue to stay connected to yourself and not get caught up in this like comparison cycle. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like social media, man, it's a great tool, but Mm -hmm. it is complicating the shit out of everything. And especially connection with ourselves and with others. And I highly recommend people taking like social media detoxes because like, it is so easy to get stuck in that Instagram, TikTok scrolling game. And like, 80 to 90% of your thoughts you're unaware about they're happening Mm -hmm. subconsciously. So Mm -hmm. how, like, well, how do you feel after that? Like, think about it. How many times after TikTok, you're like, Oh, I feel like shit. Well, what thoughts were going on that we were not aware about? Oh, why am I not as pretty as her? Why can't Mm -hmm. I not have as many followers? X, Y, Z it's, it's, it makes, it changes your energetic state. So like take time off social media to take time off of comparing. So like you said, you can connect back to yourself. Absolutely. And it's something that it's so crazy. So me and Tatiana hadn't talked for a while. You know, I told y'all I was dealing with some loss. So a lot of shows going up and we came together and we had both taken that social media hiatus <laughs> the same time and didn't even know it. And I thought that was really interesting. And so I'm, I'm curious, like what you thought about that because oh my I, God, I almost didn't want to come back. Yeah. Me neither. Like the like, only reason a farm. Yeah. The only reason I was coming back is because I really wanted to share my retreat on social media. And then after that, like I felt good and energized again, but before I was like, I don't want to do this. Like I I like having a business and I like having clients and I love podcasting. I don't care about Instagram. I don't want to have to like show up. Like it's the balance, right? Because like Mm -hmm. as business owners, I feel like we put a lot of pressure or I'll speak for myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Same. (laughs) Yeah. And so to have that break, like it was so nice. And I found myself doing so many more things that I never quote unquote had time to do, like playing Mm -hmm. a little guitar, taking a bath, like reading, just laying on the couch and doing nothing. Like when was the last time you did nothing? Like not even meditating, like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, it was recently because I've made new packs to do okay, <laughs> I good, play good. every day. <laughs> but well, before good. the social media break, it was like, I was constantly going, I was just go, 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 go all the time. I was constantly on my phone, you know, and, and the thing it's crazy. It's like, you find this balance. And if you're listening to this as a coach, you know, it's like, well, let's work. You know, you can justify mm-hmm. a lot of times. I think we justify our habits that we're doing and we're like, oh, well, let's work. Or it's just the norm. The thing is, yeah. it's like a lot of the things that we're doing, like coming home and immediately getting on the couch and watching Netflix and ordering takeout and doing all those things. They're not bad if you do them like every once in a while, but it becomes the norm to like, that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And then we're just not doing anything with a time that we do have. Cause a lot of times we're complaining. Oh, people are complaining. Like I have no time. Like my work, all I'm doing is working. And I'm like, that sucks. Like I'm not, I'm, I do have I work a lot, but I also have found a lot of balance. I am aware that that's a privilege. Not everyone has that. They Mm -hmm. have to go to a job. But I also think that if you actually looked at your time and how you're spending it, it probably could shift a little bit away towards maybe some things that you actually care about doing. Oh yeah. Like definitely doing a detox. I mean, like you, like I have a lot of balance now that I'm grateful for because it's the life I was able to, I've been able to create. And there was a time where I wasn't, there was a time I was waking up at four, four 30 in the morning Same to do like, you know, the stuff for me to do the workouts to then work out at a corporate job to then go to the personal training job side gig. Right. And then at mm-hmm. night I would still, I wouldn't go right to bed, but like, I would do something for me. Like, so I've been in that season and like you have too, and it's still trying to find I still found time to scroll through social media when I was doing yeah, that. So right. <laughs> we always you do. Have, like, just go sit in your car and do a five minute breath work session. Just do something mm-hmm. to like fill your cup up and feel good. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're going to be able to, again, feel confident within yourself yeah. and your abilities to do things, whether it's body image or just your ability to do something at work. Like I found, I find social media, like the comparison, even with my clients, even with myself, 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's so hard not to, even when you're like trained and you do mindset work and you understand the abilities of it, like these apps are created to vie for your attention, you know, to pull your attention and it doesn't yeah. help, but bring things up. And so I don't know. One thing has been working for me is if it's, I have, I have a lot of friends in the industry. And so I've had to start shifting towards like, I don't know why we were taught as kids, like girl guys weren't taught this. They're all like teammate and camaraderie, but like with girls, I felt like it was like always a competition. It was always Mm. like, Oh, well she's this, this in the class. So like, you need to be like this. And like, it was always felt like it was like you were, there could only be one of you at the table. So you better throw some elbows to get there. And so that's ingrained as something that happens naturally. And so again, I don't judge it anymore. If it does come up, it comes up less and less, but it does come up a lot of times when I'm in a harder season personally. Mm -hmm. And I've started instead of being negative toward myself, I started to shift and be like, wow, like I'm so freaking pumped for them. And that is so amazing. And literally just getting weirdly hyped for them. And they don't even know it. Like I'm doing it by myself. Like that is amazing. That's awesome. And it sounds really weird. And like, who is this creepy girl that's doing this? But it really has helped me shift and open my eyes that like someone else doing these things and showing up, it doesn't mean that, that you can't succeed. It doesn't mean that it's not possible for you. If anything, it means that it is possible for you. And if you're, you are struggling with comparison of not just the person, but like someone's body or income or something like that, remind yourself that like, not everything you see is necessarily the full picture. It's not, it's definitely not. I've been in this industry long enough Mm -hmm. to know it's not. Um, and so release that judgment because you know that you're not seeing the full picture and then just focus on like yourself, come back to yourself and step away from the social media craziness that all it is. (laughs) Oh, I I thousand percent agree with that. Like I do the same thing. So I love that. (laughs) I had to, cause like growing up, I struggled a lot with jealousy Mm because I like that constant competition and like, you know, growing up, I just like, I wasn't the pretty one. I wasn't the skinny one. Like, so Mm -hmm. that was ingrained in my head. And so I found myself through social media, getting very jealous and comparing, like she has this following, she has these cute clothes, this body, this boyfriend, the followers, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I was like, oh shit. Like, what is that doing? And like, I now use jealousy as like a, oh, this is showing me what I want. What beliefs are telling me that I can't have it. And so I I celebrate them because I, I, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I'm so happy for her because if she can do it, I can do it too. Yep. Like that's literally what I say. Yeah. And that's the thing. And that's been really pivotal for me. And I I, like the crazy thing is if we all did that as women, especially, um, you know, we're hyping up women today. If we all did that, we would be unstoppable because I truly think like women are just freaking miraculous people to be around. Like I've been, I I haven't been around kids and like, you know, you're not more of a woman for having kids, but I've just had some really cool conversations with like moms. And I'm like, how is it that our bodies can do this? How is it that we're capable of this? How is it that like, we are bringing like working so freaking hard and we have like period cramps that are as bad as a heart attack. And like, yeah. we're still able to do things. Like we're fucking badasses. I, I, I forget someone asked, they were like, who's more superior men or women? And I'm like, it's women a hundred percent hands down. We birth children. <laughs> yeah. My husband would say women. So I think that that's so funny. That's how, you know, you're in a, you're in a good place is when that's their answer. You're like, okay, good. You're we're good. Good green answer. flag. <laughs> I love it. I feel like we've covered so much of ways for people to like do this. And I kind of just like want to reiterate for those listening that like, what are some tangible steps for like them to do? Right. So got you. Um, so with how to feel good naked, I would say definitely connect with yourself more. So like what makes you feel the most like yourself and then do more of that. So that's a big one for me. So I always ask myself like, what did I like to do as a kid? And that's usually something yes. I try and do like play and, and do some sort of play every day, even if it's just for a few minutes. Um, and the other thing I would say is like break up the negative thought patterns. So we're super, we're super um, hard on ourselves a lot of times. And so just be more intentional and aware of like how we're speaking about ourselves and then shut it down. Even if you need to just change the subject in your brain of like, okay, what's for dinner? Just so that we're not going down that rabbit hole of, of putting ourselves down to break up yeah. the Um, and then that also helping you with the affirmations that are connected that you said, I think is really powerful, um, focusing on, you know, what you love about yourself. So I do think gratitude is a really good first step. Cause I think if you're able to be in a place of gratitude, you're not feeling jealous, you're not feeling down and you're able to really sit with like, wow, I, I do have a lot of great things in my life right now. And if you want support with like 
what do I love about myself? If you want to celebrate things that you love about yourself now or your wins, but you're struggling, text like your best friend or your partner and be like, yeah. hey, what's something that you love about me? What are three things you love about me? I'll tell you, like, I'm a words of affirmation girl and that's a big one for me. So I will randomly text my husband. He's just used to it now. So it works. <laughs> um, it's been uh, 14 years in the making. So uh, oh it takes a while, but I had to learn to love myself first. Um, and then like just doing things and getting out of your comfort zone. I call it going naked, but basically doing things that are helping you slowly step out of that comfort zone and closer to confidence is going to be a really big step for you. I love that. I love all those. And yeah, when you're ready to go deeper doing that mirror work, because that's even so healing. But when you're ready, when that time, well, you may not always be ready, but you know, when, when that thought comes in your head, go do it. Right. When you're thinking, wait, maybe I'll try that. Try it. Don't wait, just do it. (laughs) Yeah. And the only other thing I would just say is like taking time to connect more with yourself and disconnecting on your phone. Cause like, yes, huge game changer. Then you can like really just focus on you and then you will show up so Mm -hmm. differently. Um, Absolutely. I love that. I love all of that. It's been so cool. So what would you say now? Like what, what's, what are the next steps for you? Is there anything oh. that you want to share? Oh my gosh. Okay. So next steps for me, I am finding a balance with social media as a way to actually be social with it. So I try and really connect with that. I'm working towards creating a community outside of that. So I'm creating a community with my clients, but then also just doing some more meetups in person. Yeah. And then I also have been you know, I love speaking. It's something that I've been doing for a while, but I want to continue to grow in my craft. And so I actually signed up for a public speaking class that I'm starting in May and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So that's something new. I've talked about always getting uncomfortable and pushing that in order to grow. And I hadn't been doing that for a while. So I'm really going all in with it right now. And I'm excited and nervous and so pumped for it. So I love that you have to tell me how it goes. I definitely (laughs) want to do that. It's so funny because I like, I love podcasting and I love my, I'm a pretty extroverted person, but I'm still not, I don't fully love public speaking still. So I love it. Well, so my dad used to be afraid of public speaking and then he like, that was like what he did. So you don't, don't feel like if you guys are currently like afraid to speak in public, it is possible. I'm weird. I've always loved public speaking, but that's because it got me out of like doing a lot of work during group projects. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I I know I meant to public speak, like, you know, when you meditate and you get that vision, like I see Mm -hmm. myself on stages and I'm like, Oh God, okay. Got to work on that one then. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. And you're already doing it. I think a lot of times people see their dreams and then we're stuck in like, Oh, I'm not there yet. What you're not this, but like you literally were speaking to people at your retreat. And I think that was a big one for me when I was speaking Mm. on my retreat, um, last fall, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is the feeling. And it was still nerve wracking. It was still scary, but it was amazing. It was so rewarding. So don't run away from those things that y'all are afraid of. Cause sometimes it's the most rewarding thing out there. And that's something I've learned over the past few years where growth happens. I love it. Uh, there's a few quick questions that I always love asking those Yay. who come on. Um, what would you say are your top success habits? Mm, having a uh, boundaries with my phone, with social media. Yeah. That was a big Did one. Did you hear that one? <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. like getting scared. <laughs> There's the there's just Sunday. <laughs> okay. Top social top. Wait, ask a question again. Sorry. Start um, over. What are your top success habits? Okay. So number one is having boundaries with my phone. So I don't sleep with my phone at night. And then I will have a I have an alarm that goes off that's like plug your phone up and then it just makes me put it away. Ooh. That's really, really helpful for me. Um I try and get outside every single day, uh, ideally like within the first hour of waking up. I like to get outside. It's nice because I have a dog, so I'll walk her. And that's something where if I see the sun and I'm outside, it really, really helps me. And then create more than you consume. So I always am very intentional because I recognize when I am feeling down and lower energy, it's typically because I've been consuming a lot more of other people's content or stuff on social media or on TV or whatever. And so I am intentional about not getting on social media until after I've actually created something. And y'all, if you're not a creator, like content creator, it could just mean doing something for yourself before you're like going out and consuming what everyone else is doing in the world. Yeah. No, I like filling your cup up at least in the morning exactly. Exactly. with the boundaries with your phone. Something that I've been doing this last, like quite a few months since 2022 started, um, those, the app limits, the time limits. Yes. So I have a time, like, I think it's like at eight, eight 30, eight or eight 30, all my apps shut off. Like yep. they're blocked. So I'm like, 
So if you're like messaging me on Boxer or WhatsApp, not going to get an answer oh, yeah. anything, right? So just the, I loved that. So, or like an hour max on Instagram. So those are great mm-hmm. ways to set boundaries on your Big phone fan. too. Yeah. Big fan of that. <laughs> um, what, do you have any top books that you have read that have really made Ooh. a big impact in your life? Yes. I was going to ask for books. So that's why like, that's the main question. Have you read the power of now by Eckhart Tolle? No, no. It's so weird. I've read, I've read so many like personal development books and that is still one I haven't read. I, you know, I do a lot of audible. So like I could read through like all the audible books I have to you as well. Um, but that one is one that I've read recently and I'm rereading again. And it just was really, really helpful with me being present with myself where I'm at right now. So if you guys are struggling to be present and connected with yourself, I think that's a really good one. Oh, I love that. I read an audio book. I feel like that it just like ties pretty well into confidence. Um, girl, wash your face by. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot her name. It's a Holly something. Rachel Hollis. Yeah. I haven't read it yet, but that name sticks out to me. That was a good one. I listened to it and that was like a really good, like empowering one, like for women and and mothers too. She had, cause she's a mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then if you haven't read like the, no, I know you have the, if you're getting into self-development, you're a badass and you're a badass mm. at making, I also, you're a badass at making money. Those two, like I have them on audible cause the author reads them and I like her voice and influx and everything. Those two are really good. Um, yeah, there's, I, I have a whole lot of them. I'm a big fan of audible. And then I have a lot of other ones. Um, Oh, the untethered soul is another really good one too. I've heard amazing things. I haven't read that one. That's on my list. I read that one when I was traveling and it really like blew my mind. It's one of those, (laughs) it's not a light read. So maybe don't read it if you're looking for a light read, but I did really like it. Okay, cool. I love those. I love those suggestions. Um, final question is like, what's the best piece of advice you've been given and that you wish to give someone else? Mm -hmm. I just think the state of the world right now, just what's resonating with me is something my dad always told me is to treat the janitor like the CEO. And I'm sure y'all have heard this before, but it's just really powerful because he always like Gomez where we grew up from like, you know, immigrant family, all that fun stuff. And, you know, my dad was very intentional on always treating everyone with the same respect and love. And I I've seen it done the other way. And so Mm -hmm. being able to respect people and love people um, regardless of any kind of status. And I think that goes with social media too, because I see it a lot. Like people will treat you differently as your following grows, or if you're in a different place, or if you have a blue check mark next to you. And I don't think that should be the case. I think that mm-hmm. if we can just meet people where they're at and love each other, that's a really big advice that helped me like still connect with people and not take, like read a book by its cover. Um, advice to people right now, if you are struggling with confidence, um, confidence doesn't show up until you do. So start mm-hmm. showing up for yourself, start showing up for yourself, start doing something, stop waiting until you feel like you're enough or it's the right time or whatever. Like just start now because that's how you're going to get closer to that confidence and really, really get there. Yeah. I love that. I, I heard, I forget who said this the other day and they were like, no one's born with confidence. We all oh, no. cultivated it. We built it right. And some mm-hmm. at earlier stages in our lives and others, but like no, someone just come out of the womb feeling confident as fuck. Like, no, yeah. like you had to build it. Exactly. And it's also not an in destination. Like I didn't just wake up and I'm like, okay, I'm confident now. It's something I'm actively working on all the time. So it's something that I'm choosing myself again and again, every single day to be a priority. And that is how I stay strong in my confidence and self-worth. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love this. I hope you guys have like enjoyed this because confidence is a huge thing Yeah, and it's hard. And I feel like depending on what, where you're at in life or like it plays a big toll, but once you have like the love for yourself and to build that confidence, your world will completely change. And we're saying this because we've gone through it. Like we've gone through the ugly and the bad and we've made it on top and you can do it too. Um, so how can folks get in touch with you if they want to either work with you, connect with you? Like if they're like, I need to work on confidence. Like, yeah, tell me yeah. all the details on your, what you're offering, oh gosh, where to find yes. you. Yes. Um, definitely 
uh, subscribe to my podcast, Confidently Uncomfortable with Jago. Um, Tatiana is going to be on it, it. So definitely subscribe to that. And I have an episode about the affirmation bridge one too, mm. that I think people would like if that resonated with you. Um, on Instagram and TikTok, you know, Jago Fit Life, I'll send you that information. If you want to work with me, I have different ways. So I have something called Body Confident Blueprint, which is my um, program that helps you with your health and nutrition goals, but it's really about creating long-term lifestyle change and shifting your mindset towards positive thinking and breaking up with that diet mentality, breaking yourself down and having that queen-like confidence. And Mm -hmm. if you want to do that, I also do life coaching and that's a really big one that I love. Um, I'm right now just doing one-on-one. We have some other things in the work, but if you're not sure where you're at right now, you can get on a discovery call with me and we can kind of figure out what your next steps would be. Yay. I love it. I'll make sure. Yeah. We put, we'll I'll put all the links at the bottom Thanks, there. For everybody to connect <laughs> with you, make sure you follow her. If you gained any and all the value that we've given, take a screenshot, tag us on Instagram, both yeah, of us, we would love to <laughs> reshare and like, let us know if there was any big aha moments or anything that you tried based on some of the advice that she shared. Um, and I love it. I love you. Thank you so much for Thank coming for on and sharing your story. Your message was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Any last words that you'd like to share? Oh, no, I just, I love and appreciate you, Tatiana. Thank you for having me. You just have such a good heart and everyone listening. I just hope that you got something out of this and you just recognize that like you're worthy of the time that you invest in yourself. So thanks for being here today and message me if you ever want to. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed it.